This is Periodicals, our middle-of-the-cycle catch-up that keeps us going until it's that crime of the month once again. In these short episodes, we're sharing what we've found from searching the local rags and online news in a bid to outdo one another with the weirdest stories from around the world. happened the new lockdown the change of the rules it was sunday i can't even, like all the days just merge into one yeah i think it was last sunday yeah i think so too but i've basically not changed the way that i'm living i'm just doing the exact same thing as i was before i've like not changed in terms of like i'm not going out for any more exercise or anything i'm just sticking to the one Daily, like, daily exercise. Have you put on any weight? (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. Candid question. Yeah. Because I feel like, so I think the error that I made, because I didn't, I I didn't have to go to work, so I could stay at home. So, because I could stay at home, I've just been wearing elasticated clothing, essentially. Oh, yeah. Just pyjamas the whole time. Yeah, but now, obviously, lockdown rules. I mean, I thought that they'd say... Because obviously going into lockdown, it's lockdown. They still gave us like five days, but it was pretty like lockdown in five days or whatever. Then I thought they'd ease it. They'd say like, okay guys, so I think probably in about two weeks, we're going to ease lockdown from them. So you've got two weeks. They didn't do that. Sunday night, go to work tomorrow. If you can't work tomorrow, go to work tomorrow. I was like, I need to lose five pounds. Like I'm not even joking. I'm (laughs) sat in the... Right now, sat in jeans that, I mean, they were always quite tight anyway, but probably about a week ago, track couldn't even fasten. I'm essentially now using them as a weight trainer, like a waist trainer, because I've not worn normal clothes for weeks. So I've not worn any of my work clothes. I, I, I put a blazer on a couple of days ago, and I was like, this just doesn't feel like, this feels restrictive compared to all the elasticated clothing I've worn. But surely everybody's going to be like that. It'll be like, you know, in Molly when like everyone's obese. It genuinely feels... Like, have you seen Death Becomes Her? Uh, a long, long time ago. Uh, there's a bit in it where Goldie Horn basically lets herself go and then becomes like, she's like huge. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. then he's eating cat food. She's got loads of cats around her and she's in sweatpants. Essentially me right now. <laughs> so <laughs> last week I was like, shit, I'm going to have to do something now. So You're Like crash diet. Crash diet. Well, I've not really been changing. Because that's the thing, like, I probably, I, I definitely wouldn't normally be eating as much as I'm eating now. I mean, I ate two kilograms of pick and mix last week, so that's not normal. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like, we're all doing stuff, aren't we? Like, baking, yeah. cooking, and, like, I've got Gary, my sourdough started. Oh, yeah, Gary. Making bread, and I'd never, ever do that. And, you know, you're just like, making, like, I've, I've got all afternoon. Why don't we have beef wellington? Yeah. Like, normally, we'd have just had a, a salad or something. But, yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm in work tomorrow. Oh. I've got to lose. And because I'm, like, five foot, five pounds for me is, like, two stones. <laughs> no, it's You can tell. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got to lose five pounds in. Four pounds. Do you know what I thought when I heard about the, the new rules? Is that they announced them literally about two days after you told me about getting told off for sunbathing oh, and then they were like you can go and sunbathe don't even yeah I got I got moved on by the the popo the popo <laughs> I'd been on a long walk trying to find a Santander bike it was a hot day there were none ridiculous and the app kept saying that there were there were bikes and then we'd get there and it wasn't it's like Race Around the World that documentary series people were like running for bikes it's horrible and I was like the worst human being I was like oh fuck this to my partner and I was like this is because we sometimes joke about going on race, race around the world and I'm like I would be vile but like, I'd be like oh p- 
I'm not doing this. I just storm off and things. And I was like, oh, it's just like showing the worst side of me. So in the end, I was like, I'm going to just walk home. And my partner was like, oh, I'm going to carry on going and have a potter about. And I was like, I'm just not in the mood. Started walking home. So we'd been out for like probably three hours by the time I got back. And it was like 25 degrees from it. If you're not in the UK, that's boiling in the UK. Yeah, it is. That's like heat wave weather. Tropical. It is, isn't it? We're not used to it. So on the way home, I thought, get a little fizzy drink, popped into Tesco, didn't have the fizzy orange I wanted, San Pellegrino, but I got a little San Pellegrino lemon. Perfect. It's not the best, but it was fine. Saved it, walked with it, walked to the park, which in fairness is only five minutes from the flat. But I just thought, oh, it'd just be nice to sit on the ground and feel like a human. Loads of other people sunbathing, you know, not... Keeping your distance as well. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that they said that if you go on a long walk, you're allowed to take a picnic with you. That was a thing that was a couple of weeks before. I don't know if I remember that one. <laughs> I swear, I'm going to find that and show you. Got my sourdough, I got my homemade scones, a bit of beef wellington. <laughs> no, it was literally... It was literally just my little lemon juice sat there going through instagram suddenly excuse me ma'am excuse me ma'am so i was like obviously it's to me turned look police officer sort of i'm gonna say storming storming towards me saying like excuse me you know you're not allowed to sunbathe i had trainers on shorts and a t-shirt to me that is not sunbathing clothes to be a sunbather you need to be wearing less clothes than you would be normally walking around in. You need to be laid down on the grass. You need to have, like, your shit around you or, like, reading a book or something. I was sat with, like, I don't think I had my legs crossed. I had, like, I had, like one up or something. I can't do that in these jeans. Button's going to pop off. Um, but I was certainly not sunbathing at all. I was taking a break and having a fizzy juice, fizzy pot. And I was like, I'm not sunbathing. And he was like, yeah, sorry, no, you can't sit down. And I was like, well, everyone else is. All the people that had been sat around me... I- <laughs> Couldn't make it up. All the people sat around me being sunbathed are fake exercising now, like doing squats, lunges, and he was like, oh no, people, you're only allowed to come to the park to exercise. I couldn't even, because I get like, I'm getting worked up now, I knew that I'd like swear in his face or something. Just out of sheer embarrassment, not because I'm an aggressive person, but because I was embarrassed that I'd been told off by a police officer. I was like, I can't go with this. You get defensive though when like people in positions of authority like tell you that you'd be in a bad citizen when you're, you're not. Yeah, no, and for the seven weeks previous, all I've ever done is gone out to shop or out to exercise only once. And so it's like, oh, thanks God for this. <laughs> you know, why have I been picked on here? What have I done? Look at all these twats. Yeah, typical. You know, literally sunbathing. Like, she's like got shoes on she's pretend lunging in a bikini top you're telling me that's exercise bullshit so i stormed off prove i can i'll only drink half of it in protest don't think he saw but whatever made me feel better threw it into the bin into the bin i was so angry that i threw it straight into the bin <laughs> yeah no no on the floor i wouldn't litter <laughs> If anything, the only person that lost in that was me because I didn't finish my can of fizzy pop um, and stormed home and cried. I would have done the same thing there when you get told off. Maybe it was time along. It could, it could be that crime. <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, oh, piss off. Go and tell people off that are actually doing things wrong. I've been stuck inside for eight weeks. Yeah, no other people have, but I'm having a little fizzy can of pop and I'll be going. Shit I know he's doing his job, but give a shit. Oh, yeah, well, we're grateful, but, you know, come on. But just leave me out of it. I went to the garden centre the <gasps> other day, which is nice. Is that my dream? So they've opened the garden centres, and so I thought I'll pop out, get some garden stuff. But it's not like the normal experience, you know, where if you just go to the garden centre of a weekend and you have a little poodle around, it was... Um, was it quite regimented? Yeah, and you had to, it was like in and out. You've got a one way system, oh, you know, like the don't, supermarkets. I thought you, I thought you were going to say 
that and I was like, there's a shop near me and it's the one way and I panic because yeah. I'm a dawdler shopper. Yeah, me too. I want, I, just, I make a list but then I think of 10 of the things whilst I'm in the shop Yeah, and then I have to go back on myself and I'm like, fuck no. Me too. I'm very forgetful. Like I have been known to get stuff to like the self-checkout and then be like, oh, I've forgotten the, th- the one thing that I've come in the shop to buy oh, and yeah. I have to like run over yeah. and come back. Oh, you're braver than I am, I just think. Lost cause. <laughs> I know. Sometimes, I mean, only if it's not busy. If it, if it was busy, then I'd just be like, I'm just going to have to go around, like, pay for my stuff and then go around again. Yeah. But then I'll think, oh, they're going to think that I'm shoplifting because I've already bought stuff. So. But no one else thinks that is. Yeah, it's the same though. Yeah. So the one way system was a bit frustrating because you have to basically, like, be like, right, I've got to decide what I want. And with garden centers, you don't really know what you want until you see it. No, it's like, um, I guess it's like a wedding shop, like a wedding dress shop, isn't it? Like, you go and you think, I want some plants, but never do you go say, oh, I want this specific plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I ended up just getting some, su- I panic bought some succulents and a tomato plant. Nice. <laughs> and that was it, yeah. And I think that I end up buying more because of that, like, you, you panic buy, don't you? You buy stuff that you don't really need. Well, as well, normally you'd go, you could go into a shop. I mean, I... Yeah, frequently go into shops, or used to, have a look around, a browse, but then be like, I don't actually need this, or I should be spending my money, or what I wanted isn't there. So you leave, but now, because you've queued for 30 minutes, you finally got in, you can't actually turn around and go back, because you're then going into somebody else who's trying to keep two metres distance, and you're like, so I I just feel like I need to follow the one-way system through, and even if I've just got... Fizzy, fizzy San Pellegrino. Just leave with that. The one-way system at the garden centre was not clear. Like, it was a one-way system in the loosest sense of the word. Like, it would say you'd, like, have arrows to go this way, but then you could go off. Just like Ikea. Yeah, you could go off onto little bits and then come back, so it's very confusing. No, and then it feels like I'm the only one that's obeying two metres. Like, as oh we stood God. there, someone will literally just brush back. Yeah, like, yeah. Fuck. Whereas I'm, like, stood for five minutes waiting for somebody to walk like wait because they're like in the way I'll just wait does that annoy you when people don't say thank you when you do that yeah well the amount of times I I spend most of my time in the middle of the road at the moment because people are on the and they don't move over off the pavement and like I saw something on the news and it said like government had said oh it's better to don't well people are going to get killed by being hit by cars if they're constantly walking into the road so for the brief moment that you're going to pass someone just suffer it I'm like what you put the fear of god into me I know yeah so why am I going to and I've not heard that guidance someone when I was walking on the street like purposefully uh, I sort of saw him coming in the opposite direction so I purposefully like gave him a wide berth and he started like he basically came diagonally towards me I do think that he was on drugs or something but still like it was quite intimidating yeah loads of like young kids you know like younger and like I don't know older teenagers think it's hilarious if I put or I put my mask on when because they I'm sitting like near a wall and they're walking past me so I'm like oh so I put my mask on (laughs) and it's like oh I'm not being offensive to you but I could have it and kill you. Do you not, um, like, cough as you're doing it when you go past with... Because the, the purpose of the mask is to stop those, like, germs coming out from you rather than to stop them coming in as much. So you should, to, like, get them scared, you should be like... <coughs> yeah. As you go past... Maybe. I know, people are dicks. I don't, it's brought, it's brought the, simultaneously brought the best out in people and the worst out in other people. Yeah, definitely. And like, oh yeah, the amount of people you see not obeying lockdown, you think, God, if I can see this many people not obeying lockdown, how many people are actually not obeying lockdown? Went out, went with a tinny on Friday night, I think. <laughs> went to London Fields, uh, Santander bike. Oh, you got one? Yeah, got one that time. Yeah, took a tinny with us, just sat in the sun, because obviously you're allowed to do that now, you're allowed to sit in parks. Weren't sunbathing, because, you know, there's certain things you need to hit to be sunbathing, which 
which is not sat at the tinny, with my eyes closed, with my arms outstretched. And there was loads of groups of more than two people. Don't see any police then, though, do you? No. I've seen groups of people that are clearly not, like, family together. But I do think when they're young, like, they think... I know I'm talking like I'm a 90-year-old, and I am in, in some ways, but the young people don't... Fear death. They really don't think that it's going to... Yeah, they don't fear death, and they don't think that it's really going to affect them. But that's not the point. Yeah, we know you're probably not going to die, but don't come crying to me when you have to go to your grandparents' funeral because they've caught coronavirus off you. Yeah, exactly. Just making everyone parent. I'm like, I know I'm like massively paranoid about it as well, but... <laughs> no, but I just think we surely should be. I don't even get, but yeah, I get words. I know, we should probably talk about something else. <laughs> what story have you got? <laughs> well, I've gone with, I'd say they're like loosely linked because they're both maybe not believable. Oh, okay. I mean, most of the weird stories we find probably aren't believable. How do you feel, Chris, about cryptids? I don't really know that much about them, but I'm willing to learn. So it's basically something that's not been proven to exist. Okay. So like the Yeti. Oh, right, yeah. Um, can't think of any more there. Bigfoot. Uh, like the Slender Man, is that one? Yeah, or like Loch Ness Monster. Okay. So yeah. this one that I found was about Loch Ness Monster. It was really quite interesting. I actually ended up um, falling down a Wikipedia hole. Uh-oh. Because that's something that we've always grown up with, Loch Ness Monster, isn't it? But I found this on me. There was quite a few that articles about it. And it was sort of like, when you go on like, the sun and star and things, they're like, really brief, aren't they? Like the sort of fewest details possible. And then you sort of have to expand from there to actually try and find more of the story. So I think this was originally on the Daily Star. And then I think I found it on the sun, which had a few more details. And that, then I found it on the Inverness Courier. And it's about sighting of the Loch Ness Monster which happened on the 22nd of April so they actually have a webcam I don't know if it's just one or different areas of the loch but there's a seasoned Nessie spotter called oh no I don't know how to pronounce his name E-O-I-M E-O-I-M Ian Ian is it like Ewan yeah possibly Ian slash Ewan oh and his last name O'Foudhagen 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 don't know again sorry Funny spellings. He is a, I think it said he was a nurse and his spare time, I mean, assume all of his spare time, he then logs onto the webcam and just watches the webcam. So this year already, he spotted all three of the Nessie sightings, which you'd think fake, but because it's on a webcam, so he's obviously got this footage of it. So the first was on January the 18th, and then the second was on April 13th, and then this last one was on the 22nd of April. And the footage shows like a long black shape sort of floating on top of the water before it slowly submerges over the course of two minutes and then disappears and then at the, I think the one in April on April 13th that was where that was loads of foam like the massive coming up and everything oh my goodness so these sightings have been recorded on the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register which is run by Gary Campbell and he actually to an extent substantiates sightings that have been seen but there's actually footage that you can click on www.lochnesssightings.com <laughs> you can probably watch the webcam on there but yeah so it's a, a sighting of Nessie because apparently there's obviously less activity on the lake because there's no um, tourism no tourism so yeah no tourist boats going out and everything I did do a pub quiz with my family last week and one of the questions was why it's so difficult when you're on a boat to spot anything in Loch Ness it's because there's a very high level of peat oh. it's very murky so you probably wouldn't see it anyway but yeah from a distance uh, but there was like, like five sightings last year yeah I might have to have a look at the video it's like one of those things you forget about but it's like does she does she not exist I'll say she oh it's a she yeah <laughs> It's Definitely. a she's got to be. And, what, and if she does, what is she? Or what's that? What is it that they're seeing? It could be a whole family. It could be more than one. Because they're saying that they think it's like dinosaur, isn't it? That's Like the plesiosaur. Yeah. It'd be nice if it did exist. 
But then I wouldn't want people to find out because they'd probably ruin ruin it. Yeah. They'd catch her like free willy. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't attack people. I would have thought she'd attack people. Yeah. She knows to keep it quiet, slipping it out. Maybe we'll never know. No, that's sad, isn't it? But then it's like, there's something quite sad, isn't there? Like, if we did find out the Yeti was real or Bigfoot. I mean, Bigfoot's had way more, like, proven fake pictures and things, hasn't it? Yeah, fake footage. Yeah, that's my first story. Interesting. So the other one's to do with something else that's maybe fake. But maybe true or not. Oh, what is it? So my mum sent me this, and it's the headline was Fright at the Museum. And it's because just before lockdown, my mum came down to London, and we actually went to the British Museum. But it's about how foreign visitors and guards have described spooky goings-on at the British Museum. So about how it's haunted. Apparently, there's this guy. He said in the article, investigator and artist. Don't think that that was relevant. But, um, it's a Bob Ross. <laughs> can you imagine? Just a little callback to the uh, first episode there. Yeah, so slipping some uh, ghosts into his um, pictures. He's from North Carolina. Again, don't really know why he's that into um, hauntings at the British Museum. But he spoke to more than 50 people since 2016 about supernatural goings on there. I don't know why it said foreign visitors. Maybe UK visitors are just like, no, bullshit. But the things that have been seen have been a ghost of a woman with dwarfism in the reflection of, of glass, like a glass cabinet that had a 16th century mechanical galleon. I didn't know what one of those was, so I looked it up. And it's basically like a big gold sort of ornamental boat thing. But yeah, someone saw the reflection of a... It could be a kid. <laughs> that seems very specific. <laughs> or it could be a reflection of an actual person. So there was that. They've heard mysterious footsteps, ghostly crying, alarms going off in the disabled toilet. I mean... That could be someone who's actually... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or one of my biggest fears pulling an alarm oh yeah you know when you just reach to go press the toilet yeah. in the back well in any toilet but it's disabled it's like oh, shit just nearly pulled on that could you imagine what that might have happened if the person ran off mortified and not disabled if you think it's one of the old fashioned Victorian ones where you pull the chain <laughs> And then you end up just pulling the card. When <laughs> yeah. he said ghostly crying, when uh, my mum came down, we, I took her to a posh um, place in Soho. They sell um, posh eclairs. It's like six quid for a tiny little eclair, like the size of your finger. And they're amazing, like they're perfect. I can't think what it's called now. Not Patisserie Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's very posh. <laughs> so I bought her. So they were like six quid. I think I bought her three or something. And then I bought some for me and my partner. So I spent fortune in this place went to the british museum and then we'd booked to go and see the troy exhibition so we got to the troy exhibition we've got 20 minutes in and then my mum was like i've not got my pastries so we'd gone into the toilet not disabled just before because it's like it, when you're in an exhibition it's a bit like trapped so i was like excuse me i'm sorry but my mum's left some really expensive pastries in the toilet can i go they'd gone <gasps> what grot bag steals i went to lost property and like inquired about them and they were like no and i was like okay and i said i was just like again not directed at them but i was like it's pretty gross that someone steals posh pastries from a toilet it was on the back of a toilet door so yeah when i saw her saw the ghostly crowd i thought it's probably my mum in the corner rocking back and forth about her pastries someone else said a guard said this there's a, there was a drastic dropping of temperature in the ancient egypt section and i was like isn't that supposed to happen i thought everything was supposed to be kept at temperature control yeah a certain temperature he said it was like walking into a freezer 
which I think is what it should be when there's mummified bodies there. So that didn't feel like any evidence to me. There was a guy called Jim Peters, who's a collections manager at the British Museum, and he said that he agreed to a certain extent that there could be restless objects inside the museum. To a certain extent. He's not committing there, is he? Yeah, exactly. I was like, mm. I feel like he's just sort of said, like, yeah, maybe people think that. If it gets the people in through the door. Then... Yeah, we'll say it. Apparently there's, like, objects. There's a high priestess mummy from the Temple of Armin Ra, who was blamed for causing death, injury, and even the sinking of the Titanic. I love stuff like this. And then the Elder Marbles, which allegedly, when they were on the way to Britain in the 1800s, they were apparently heard weeping. Yeah, isn't there a whole thing about how they're, well, they're not like lots of artefacts, they're not ours, so they're like a bit cursed. I think the majority of the British Museum is stuff that's been stolen. We've stolen them from other cultures, essentially, and we won't give them back. Yeah. But it is a good museum, though. Fantastic museum. If you do get the chance to go. If you see any pastries, <laughs> yeah. hit me up. There's a mine. But I sort of did see a thumbnail on the article, obviously clickbait, and it, the story was titled, Ghost Hunter Convinced Rude Spirit Called Him a Cunt Viral Reddit Message. <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> and he was in Australia and um, they were in this tunnel and the guy was like left his recorder on and was like please say something it said like can't is, it, is that one of those boxes where they've just got like certain words that are programmed into it I don't know or was it like a wet was it like a what did they use in like Most Haunted they use different ones it's like ones where it's supposed to actually say stuff like it'll whisper things that are just random but then there's another one where it's got program. it's got like uh, actual words programmed into it someone programmed that yeah, so like, don't program like you know the c word into it. <laughs> but yeah, so they're my mad stories. So I don't know how people feel about ghosts and cryptids. I loved it. It seems to be super busy at the moment. There was also another one on the Beast of Dartmoor. You know the big cats. Oh, was there? Yeah, this found a footprint of um, like a massive cat footprint. I don't understand how no one's caught that cat because mm. I mean it must be a cat that was released in the seventies when the um, illegal uh, exotic pet came in. That's what they think a lot of these cats are. Big cats are roaming the southern countryside. Yeah, that have like bred with a tabby cat or something and then had children. Mouse or something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's weird but then I, I can imagine that like they're getting confident aren't they like all the wildlife is while we're on lockdown they're like this is our time to shine well like my mouse I don't know if I spoke about my mouse you talk, talked about the rat that kept coming in eating your bulbs mouse rat don't know what it is there's nothing left for it well I have to bring a plant in every day but there's nothing left for it to do now but it keeps digging about in my, bo- um, my bamboo little bastard what's it doing piss off you've got all my bulbs going the feast just wants to be your friend Nicola oh, if it came and said hello I would, I would probably get very attached to things like that so I probably would let it be my friend <laughs> I'd probably feed it and then slowly move it into the house so that my partner didn't notice put it in the hamster cage well, he won't let me have a puppy or a hamster, so oh. he's just about let me have Gary. They got him out and he was like, should we feed him? And I was like, yeah, probably should, if we're going to think it. He left him there. I was like, have you fed him? He was like, no, I thought you were. And I was like, there we go. Just a reminder that we're talking about the sourdough starter. <laughs> yeah, not a child. <laughs> or animal in any way. It is alive. He's just in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've just let him cool down to uh, room temperature for a Oh, he's a good boy. Oh, Gary. What's your stories, Chris? So, I'm not going to tell you what the headline to mine is. Um, I found it in the Independent Online, and it happens in Canada, but that's about as much information that they they give you. Like, they don't go into specifics about where in Canada. That's a fancy rag, though, Independent. One of the trash I've been reading. Yeah, legit. Like, I was quite surprised to find it. But yeah, so it's quite vague about the specific location. Um, And for reasons that will become clear, it obviously happened before the coronavirus lockdown. And the death of aviation and the tourism industry. Something gross happened on a plane. Uh, sort of. Something gross happened from a plane. 
So 36-year-old Stephanie Moore was staying at her mother's house after she returned from a trip from Cuba when she was rudely awoken by something crashing through the ceiling which landed 15 feet from her head. Apparently the hole was so big that daylight shone through. It was approximately one metre in diameter. Probably a poo that's one metre long, can it? It might be a poo. Did it one metre poo? What? Carry on. Um, Okay, so (laughs) Miss Moore told CBC News, at first I thought it was just damaged to the ceiling. I couldn't tell it went right through the roof when I first saw it. So she got the insurance appraiser in and a roof repairman. Did she move it? Well... It was sort of only the debris and, like, melted stuff that was there. Like, it's weird. Like, so she got the repairman in and he said it was, like, the strangest thing that either of them had ever seen. There wasn't any rotting wood around or like to anything to suggest that it had been caused by a branch falling outside or anything like that so they really didn't know what what it was so they basically determined that it was most likely to be something called blue ice which is a term you used for frozen excrement that can accidentally leak away from planes mid-flight so when you go to the loo flush the toilet I mean, it, it can't happen every time. It must be like an accident. Yeah, because you... It's not like a train. I'm worried about a bird pooed on me when I go out. Yeah. Some frozen shit landed on my head. Yeah, a big chunk. At a crazy speed. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean, it would have killed her if it landed on her, I'm guessing. Because, I mean, it went through the ceiling, so the ceiling came down and everything. Could she sue? This is the thing, so she put in a complaint, and Transport Canada are looking into it because you're, like, you're forbidden from creating a hazard by dropping waste mid-flight. You're not supposed to do it. But it has does happen, so it's oh. been known to hit homes in the past, but it usually melts on impact. A bit like, you know, like a little meteor <laughs> that, like, as it gets closer, so it sort of just erodes away, melts away in the heat. Ew. But I'm guessing that it must have been quite a hefty uh, deposit. <laughs> and that's why it managed to break through the ceiling. And it's called blue ice because that's the colour of the disinfectant that they use. Oh, when you flush a toilet, the blue, yeah, like the water's blue, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know if it's something that happens because I'm guessing that it must get, it goes into... Yeah, does it get like, go? yeah, does it go to the bottom and then it gets frozen? Yeah, it must go into like a chamber. Like loads of people die because they climb into the, like onto a plane, don't they? And then... What? You never heard? They climb into the toilet on a plane. No, not to the toilet bit. There was one recently, I'm pretty sure it happened in England, and this guy was, I don't know if he was like sat on his chair something or something, and then a body just fell from the sky, <gasps> and there was this frozen refugee from, I think it's somewhere in Africa, who'd hopped a ride on a plane, and then frozen to death, oh, obviously no. mid-air, and then fallen. Yeah, like in the um, cargo area. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like freezing temperatures. Oh, that's horrific. That was what happened to the poo. Not that it was trying to escape anywhere. Like, you do have to question how that happened, and if they do prove it, like, surely they... It, whichever flight they must be able to work out which flight it was that would be going over at a specific time they owe some compensation at least for the roof like the repair could you imagine if they announced it and said like oh it was this flight and you were like oh my god I was on that flight yeah and I had terrible diarrhea <laughs> no not diarrhea constipation <laughs> to the point where it was an absolute like when I managed to get it out one meter yeah <laughs> it was like a rock a boulder meteor <laughs> so they said that it could like the only thing that it could have been was um, from a meteor shower but that would have left some sort of mineral or rock deposit in the debris so it is probably most likely to be a blue poo I'm scared now no one's safe 
We'd probably be safe in our homes. Just another reason to stay indoors. <laughs> oh no, no, don't stay indoors. Oh no, <laughs> get out. I don't want lockdown to end. I know, I'm a bit like that as well. Yeah, I feel like it's weird. It's like, is it all like mid-30-year-olds that are just too scared to go out? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe it's just that we all don't like life in general. Socialising. <laughs> yeah. So that was our first episode of Periodicals. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with the main episode. We know what story we're doing for that one, so that'll be good. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Well, we just thought if we did it, because obviously people have like, well, we don't really have lives now during lockdown, but we get one main background of the month out every month and then bridge the gap with a periodical. If you're enjoying this, then subscribe and like and give a good review and everything you can on iTunes and Google Play. And Sorry, I only have an iPhone. I don't really know what Google's equivalent is. Google Podcasts. But you should be hopefully be able to get it anywhere. And um, we've also got an Instagram account. It's just at that crime of the month. And if you have any like weird or interesting news stories that you've happened to come across, let us know because we're always up for reading them. You can DM us. Yeah, we control the whole of the world's internet, unfortunately. I mean, if someone paid me to do that happily. It's like someone has been paying you to do that recently. <laughs> yeah, kind of is. Almost. <laughs> yeah, don't tell work what I've been doing. No, obviously you do this outside of work hours, outside of the nine to five. Yeah, that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> Thanks for listening again, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.